0: And now I'd like to introduce Tom Isles. He's our first speaker. And after that will be Brooke. <laughs> Good morning everyone. <laughs> yeah, so he said it. So what I'm about to share today is probably fairly personal and really real. Um, I'd rather just take an example from scripture and try and apply it to the practical life. But our family as a whole has had breakthrough recently. And it's a seven-year period that we've been waiting for, praying for, and throwing everything I could at it for it to actually happen. So this morning, many of you would not know about this. Some of you would, a handful of you would, but what I'm about to share is not for the reason to build or to show our family up or to show what we can do or what, what we've done, but ultimately to show what God has wrought and what God has won in our lives. We're in business for 11 years. They were some of the toughest years I've ever had as, as, as a family, and we were in there with my brother, and they were precious years as well. And if you've been in business, you know what it's like. You're watching the finances come in and out. You're wondering how long you can survive. You're working 80-plus hours a week. And through that period, there were two floods that hit us hard. And in 2014, my brother said that he believed the Lord was leading him out of the business, and that was a very hard day for us. In 2015, we got a word from the Lord that there would be springs in the desert and in the wasteland. And I believe wholeheartedly that God was going to bring a breakthrough, that He's going to bring provision, that He was going to get us out of the situation that we found ourselves in. But the reality is that we kept getting deeper and deeper into debt to the point where the Lord said very clearly. It is time for you to sell and get out. We got out, but the amount of debt around our necks was so substantial, it's equivalent to two home loans on a weekly payment. Alita went into daycare and she worked 60 plus hours a week. I went into IT and kept going and kept working and working. On the external, you probably wouldn't have known that much was happening, but the reality is that I was becoming more and more desperate When you become desperate, it starts to affect your health, physically, mentally, and also spiritually. I had two viruses when I was 21 and things started to flare up. The pain in every single joint was inflamed in my body. I had fatigue that was crippling and I had a fogginess in my mind that really nothing could get rid of. And I still struggle with a lot of that today. But praise God, he kept us going. Without that, we wouldn't be here this morning. I would have been contented to sit in a system, a religious system, to sit in leadership and to just plug away. But there was something within me, and I never really told a leader that at the time, but there was something within me that made me thirst for the goodness, the mercy, and the power of God. I had experienced a little bit of the anointing, and I'd met Jason and his grandparents, and I thought they were a bit out there. I thought they were a bit weird, frankly. They were a bit scary. (laughs) But um, there was so much love that they had that something drew me to them. And in the midst of when I was in bed for three weeks, they would come and they'd have communion with me and I felt such the presence of God flowing through me. I thought there has to be more to Christianity than what I'm experiencing. I went along to Graham and Kathy's house there a few years back and I started to hear as Tim prophesied and declared what it was to be in Christ. I'd never known what it really is. I was an orphan, not in the true sense of the earthly scene, But my understanding of heavenly things was I was praying at God. I was pleading with God. I was standing looking at this Red Sea, looking at this mountain that was in front of me, this debt. And I was absolutely petrified that I was going to lose everything. My family stuck by me. My mother and my father and my brother. But they didn't have some of the understanding that we have now. And then we kept going. I had walked and experienced pastoral ministry with my parents at Agnes. And in a sense, it had literally put me off being a pastor. Dad then bought a church at Rosedale and he believed strongly that I would take that over. But I said to the Lord, I will take that over if you want me to, but I need a mentor and I watched as my father's health deteriorated. Two and a half years, I believed and declared the healing power of Jesus into his body. And it was in that hospital room as I watched him go. I then knew that all of my hopes and a lot of my dreams in ministry were slipping away. And this desperation came back into me. This is April last year. A leader rang me on the afternoon of his passing and said that I've lost all my income. And I then was able to tell her that God's got it. He's going to look after us. What kept me going was I knew that God holds his promises True. He is a God who cannot lie. So we kept going through last year. We made it quite well, surprisingly. Uh, we came into this new season in January and I felt a shift in the spirit. I'd started a new job in Abel Family Enterprises. It's a great name. What a beautiful bunch of people. Uh, one of the first environments I can actually be myself I could be as full-on as I want to be and nobody gets offended. <laughs> they sort of laugh with me and laugh at me. But I didn't realise how much of a of a saving grace that place has been. Difficult in so many areas, it's it's a different world. But Martin and Pat and Liz and Matt and oh, lots of Matts, there's two Matts and two Toms but beautiful people who love the Lord, and we're declaring and believing in the name of Jesus that that family is going to be blessed. They've sown generously to so many people. They've given so much, given their all in some areas, and we continue to stand and believe. So the breakthrough happened just over two months ago. We're watching somebody from the States who's a very well-rounded, gifted pastor who moves heavily in the prophetic but also moves heavily in pastoral care. So I'm literally drawn to him and the family's been drawn to him and Liz was the one, thankfully, that showed us that person. And we're listening to him there and it's like a key. It's like the Spirit of God showed us this is the key that you need to your breakthrough. Do we believe that God answers our prayers? James 1 verse 17 says do not err from the truth every good and every perfect gift comes down from the father of light so there is no shadow of turning. So we've been praying and declaring and believing that God will bring breakthrough for seven years and I was starting to possibly doubt in some areas where's it's coming from what's it going to look like but he went on to explain and the Lord showed us this that God answered our prayers with yes and amen, because it's a good, it's a perfect gift. It's a gift that would bless our family and take away the awful pressure that we'd been experiencing. But then I started to realise that it was the enemy that was doing everything that he could to stop and to delay what God had wrought and won. As it says in Ephesians 2 verse 2, in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that spirit now works in the sons of disobedience. So it's the prince of the air who kills and destroys. He absolutely hates you this morning. He hates the body. He hates everything that you are. He hates everything that you stand for. And the reality is he will try and kill and destroy and thwart what God is doing in your life. And as we started to understand that, and the key sort of became more, we started to understand more and more and more about what was happening. We then, were shown Mark chapter 3, verse 27, in fact, no one can enter the strong man's house without first tying him up or binding him. And then you can blunder the strong man's house. Ephesians 6, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. And I began to understand that I needed to start fighting for what God had done for us, or was going to bring in our lives. And up until this point, leader and I probably hadn't discussed it openly, but we started to really push in together. We started to agree on things together. We started to stand in prayer together. And there's true power in that. If you don't have a spouse that doesn't stand with you, makes it a lot more difficult, I don't understand. But find a brother or sister who will stand with you. And I'm thankful for people who will stand with us this morning and will stand with each other. As we started to understand more and as I keep going, the reality is that we started to, as a family, to pray. And this is how we pray. And I'll just finish with this because I don't want to take any time away from Brooke as we've been going for a bit of time. Eleven minutes, okay. (laughs) So this morning I just wanted to encourage you that if God has given you a word, if God has promised you something, keep holding on to him. Isaiah 40, verse 32, they that wait upon the Lord, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar like eagles, they will run and not grow weary, they shall walk and not faint. And that's what we did for that period, I just kept, we just kept hanging on kept declaring who God is. If you don't like the world that you're in or the circumstances that you're in, start speaking and declaring God's word into it. Too many of us are cursing our lives and our families and our circumstances because of the negativity that comes out of here. God has been very, very pointed with me in relation to negativity, in relation to what I say to my wife and to my children. I can change the atmosphere in my home from what I say. God is good. He's going to bring breakthrough. He's going to bring whatever you need in your life. I firmly believe that the season has changed. And as I stood in our lounge room, as we do each evening, as a family, I forced my kids to pray. <laughs> I said, no, i not getting away with it tonight. If they're too tired, I'll pray. But as we stood and as we... I stood up for this one. I thought, I'm getting into this one. And as I stood and I started to thank God for his goodness and his kindness, and I started to thank Jesus for who he is and what he's wrought and what he's won. I started to thank him that he's brought every good thing into our life. I started to thank him for the home that we have, even for the car in the shed that goes up in value. I thanked him for that. (laughs) Nearly had to sell it so many times, but I thanked him for that. And then we started to declare, in the name of Jesus, we bind you, Satan. And we command you to release unto us that provision that God has wrought, that God has won, and that God had answered seven years ago. We command you to loose it and to release it. What Jesus has wrought, what Jesus has won, And we started to declare the goodness and the mercy and the kindness of God. We started to loose the blood of Jesus into our homes and into our lives. We started to loose the anointing and the empowering of all that the Holy Spirit is. And after we did that, we did that two or three times, we started to see an alignment of consolidation. So that this massive debt on a weekly basis... Is now just a small monthly payment and I had thrown everything at it last year I was ringing all sorts of dodgy bobs that give out loans and the Lord had keep saying no you don't have to do this there's going to be breakthrough One of my relatives was at our bedside when he heard the news that my wife had lost her job and he has millions of dollars in the bank and he started to tell me verses of scripture and instinctively I thought, can't you give me some money? <laughs> and the Lord says, no, you don't need his money. i was thinking, okay, all right. But, um, yeah, so that was a bit tough, I'd have to be honest. I didn't know whether to walk out or give him a bit of scripture myself, but I refrained and strained. <laughs> but, uh, no, God is good. And uh, so this morning, just want to encourage you if God's given you a word, if He's given you a promise, keep hoping, keep trusting in Him. Because I believe that what we've seen in the past year that god is going to pour out his spirit in a way that we've never seen he keeps telling me he keeps the things that he says uh, it's just unbelievable really it's it has to be him so i just want to finish in prayer so it's about 15 minutes so i just want to finish in prayer and just hand over to brooke she's not real keen but she, she's good <laughs> She's good value. She's she's impacting a generation, so <laughs> Oh Father, we thank you for joy and we thank you that we can enjoy each other's company. We thank you for every head bowed and every part of this body here, we thank you for Tim and Bonnie, all the way down from the leadership down. God, they've changed our lives because they love like you, they care like you, and they don't give up. So Lord, our hope is in you, our trust is in you, our future is in you. Lord, we absolutely have nothing without you. So Lord, we surrender and we forgot to mention that this morning. The power is in to surrender. We surrender our marriages. God, the enemy comes hard against the marriages, so we bind what he's trying to do there. And we lose your love over it. We lose your compassion, we lose your care. Help us to love like you love. Help us to love our spouses like you love them. Help us to love our children like you love them. Help us to love the pre-believer like you love them. Jesus, you're willing that none should perish, that all may come to a saving knowledge of who you really are. Not what religion says you are, but who you really are. So Lord, we release hope into our families. We release hope into our circumstances. And, our uh, God, we trust you to bring our families back. Our uh, God, we call in those who know you but don't have heard and moved away from the truth. They haven't understood that the goodness and the kindness of you, our God, is permeating through this nation. And, our uh, Father, once they see the miracles, once they see the anointing in a way that they've never seen it before, God, we believe that they will come back. So, Father, we stand in the gap this morning for children who have walked away, for parents that have walked away. Not only have they walked away from the faith, but they've walked away from fellowshipping with the saints. And, oh, God, we just ask your Holy Spirit to pursue them with a loving kindness, which is everything that you are. And, oh, God, we thank you for the families that we have. We thank you for the parents that we've had. We thank you for the grandparents that we've had who have been faithful with what they've been given. They've shown us a faithfulness. They've shown us a steadfastness. But our God, we just pray for those who are still without you. God, bring them in. And our Lord, we just continue to release your love, your mercy, your loving kindness. And our Father, just as we finish, we pray for those in business how hard it is, oh God, at times. But you're willing and you're wanting prosperity in our lives, just as our soul prospers. So Lord, we call in the abundance of prosperity. We call in the years which they faithfully given and tithe to you. And oh Lord, we continue to stand until we see their breakthrough. As a leader pr- spoke this morning, you are our God. You are our breakthrough. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Everyone says.
1: Amen. How good was that? Jeez. I don't want to speak now. But. <laughs> Common leader can I just say that family is the real deal if you don't know them they're the real deal what you see is what you get um they are so amazing they are always the first to lift you up in prayer they're always the first to have your back I'm just so grateful for you guys bless you um wow okay so I want to talk to you about hope this morning um this is, a, this is a cable snake. I don't know if any of you have seen it before. For those who don't know, I'm an apprentice electrician. This is my best friend. This is my lifeline. <laughs> what it does is, um, you chuck it out in the sun, then you bring it in to a dark place, like the ceiling, I'm hoping this is gonna work. Can't really tell, but it glows, somewhat, it glows. So this is my lifeline, okay? When I'm crawling through insulation, the crap of life, the absolute most yucky situations, I see this little guy glowing in the ceiling. That is, that's pure gold. That's my hope. That's, that's, that's it for me. Um, So there's seasons of our lives where we feel like we're going through the insulation of a roof. There's, there's seasons of your life when you feel like you're going through the dark, where you're going through the uncharted, where you're going through the dangerous, the dark, the lonely, the dirty. But what we hold on to in that is our hope, which is Jesus Christ. Um, I walk, walk, I run my dog every morning, Susie, some of you know her, she's really cute. Um, but when we, when we run, especially in winter, it's actually pitch black. Like it's, it's pitch black. You're out there, you see the stars, you see the moon, it's pitch black, so we're running, we're running, but there comes like a time of morning where it's this awkward changeover where you don't see the moon, you don't see the sun, but you see but just one or two bright stars. The Bible talks about the morning star. I want to talk to you about David. David David broke a lot of rules. David was really cool. He was actually one of the first guys recorded in Old Testament to prophesy. He wasn't a prophet. Like that's rule breaking, okay? This, this is David. David was wild. And he wrote in 2 Samuel 23, he said, The Lord God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me, He who rules over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God, and he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises, a morning without clouds, like the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Jesus Christ is our morning star. He is with us. He's with us. Before the dawn, before the breakthrough, he is there. He's that bright shining star before the sun has risen. He is with you. It symbolizes hope. Symbolizes hope, because hope is putting your trust in something that you haven't seen come yet. Not to so be confused with faith, very similar. But it's, you're hoping for it. It's, it's, it's what you cling to. It's what, it's what I'm looking for in that ceiling. It's what I'm looking for. It's, it's, it's what you're pointed towards. Um, so all throughout Scripture, we see Jesus referenced as the morning star. If you want some Scriptures later, please come see me. I did quite a hefty study on this. Um, there's only one other in Scripture who was referenced as the Morning Star, and that was Lucifer himself. His name literally means light bearer, bearer of light. But Lucifer, as you know the story, he he wanted he didn't want to worship God. He wanted to be like God, and he fell and took a third of the angels with him. So now we have a false Morning Star. That's why we need Jesus Christ. He came as our morning star. He came as Bruce Bruce was talking earlier and he died on the cross for us. I want to to read to you a real short verse in Matthew. I think it's really cool how when Jesus was born, what did the wise man look to? Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judah in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who is born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. They've seen the morning star. They've seen hope. That's what hope looks like. Can you imagine a bunch of wise guys travelling crazy amounts of kilometres because they've seen a star? You think I'm crazy. Like, these these guys are crazy, crazy. They've seen hope. That's what hope looks like. Yeah, no, They've seen hope. (laughs) Okay. Um, then Peter, now he was a wild one. Peter talks about hope as well as the morning star. For we did not follow cunningly defies fables which we remain known to you the power of our coming and our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitness of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honour and glory when such a voice came to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And when we heard this voice which came from heaven, when we were with him on the holy mountain, and so we have this prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Tom was talking about his personal experience um, in dark places. We've all been there. We've all, we've all been there. We've all got our own battles we have to face. But Peter, through it all, he's telling you to heed it. When you're in those dark times, when you're in those roofs and you're clawing through that insulation and you've got a few nails in your hands, <laughs> a few splinters, you're itchy, hold on to hope until, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. When you carry hope, the world is so desperate the world is so pleading for a hope that they see it in you. There's a saying that the only Bible that Christians will ever read will be you and I. And that is so true. That is so true. So wherever you go, I want you to, I want to encourage you to carry hope with you. Carry Jesus with you. Wherever it is, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your soccer. I remember Caden, I'm going to write you out. I remember Caden telling me once um, him and his mum were talking to this young um. Young boy, who was going through a bit of home troubles. He wasn't coming to church. He wasn't getting there, but he saw Jesus in Caden. It's so good. So wherever you are, take hope with you. Be the hope to people. Be the morning star in another person's darkness. Um, I want to read in the end book of the Bible, Revelation. Revelation 22, the last chapter. One of the last verses. It says... I Jesus have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches I am the root the offspring of David the bright and morning star That's Jesus that's David's prophecy fulfilled David's prophecy thousands of years earlier I was about 3000 years earlier fulfilled right there in the end Bible He is the bright and morning star in your life in my life He is our hope He is our anchor, he is our shelter, he is our refuge, he is with us, he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. Wow, I just hope that sinks in with you guys, that this is a season of hope. As Tom was saying earlier, yes, the season has changed. Even just in the last week, we've seen another shift. I felt it. there was another shift again you don't understand that things are starting to speed up now. We're in a we're in a season of acceleration. Things are speeding up now. So this is, as Tom said, this is a season to start clearing and declaring your breakthrough. Well, the enemy has stolen from you. Now is the time to claim sevenfold. This is the season we are in. Okay. Um, a short testimony actually that happened to me yesterday. Last week I got stitched up on a couple of jobs. Um by people who were a bit close to me. So it kind of hurt more the sense that they stitched me up more than the job. That hurt quite a bit. Yesterday, I got asked to go out and do a couple of jobs, um, electrical jobs. Um, and yeah, just the overwhelming goodness of God. I was dreading it. I'm like, here we go again, Lord. Why do you keep putting me in these situations? <laughs> I just, I got blessed. I got so blessed just by their hospitality, by their kindness. It was just incredible. And what the enemy stole from me the week earlier, I had to surrender that to God. I had to forgive those who hurt me in that. And I say, God, you are my Jehovah Jireh. You will provide for me. You have seen this. And I said, devil, you will not get away with this. (laughs) You will not get away with this. And the Lord, only yesterday, (laughs) I got repaid sevenfold for what the enemy stole from me last week. He is so good. God is so good. He is so good. I just want to um, reach you real quick. Little thing the Lord gave me actually a couple of weeks ago. Asked me to write it down, so I did. He said, your best days are yet to come. It's a promise from God. It doesn't matter if you're eight years old or 88. Your best days are yet to come. Not because of your circumstances but because the Lord is faithful to fulfill that which he has promised. He is faithful. Um, Read Hebrews 6.19, Romans 8.24. Such great um, verses I hang on to. No matter how difficult life seems right now, hope says there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep moving forward. In the midst of trials, it is important to hang on to hope, but our hearts still need to have the same attitude of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Even if, even if even if even if i don't see the breakthrough that i've been longing for i will still praise the lord my god even if I, it seems like i've wasted years of my life in my in my job in my career in my family life in friendships even if it seems it's all for nothing even if i never get to see those things restored even if i never get to see my health restored which is coming back thank you jesus if even even if even if this is still an attitude that we have to, we have to accept, even if, even if I don't see the goodness of God, I will still praise Him. I will still follow Him. I will still trust Him. I will still let Him lead me. It's a heart of surrender, not an attitude of unbelief. But I know the Lord is faithful to feel all that He has promised. We often go through storms in life and cry out to God to come and save us. But he says back to us, now, this is me. Like, how many times have you found yourself in a situation where you just, like, I don't know, firemen hand to come in and pick you up out of that trap tunnel and just wish you away in his helicopter? How many times do you feel like that? Is it just me? Okay, no, there's a few of us. Glad we're honest. So when I cry out to God, that's what I want. I'm like, God, help. I'm stuck. I need you just come and just take me out, take me away from this. And he says, but I'm with you, even in the midst of the storm. In the darkness, I'm your morning star. Before your breakthrough has come, I am there. While it is still dark, I am there. I am your morning star. I am your hope. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I just, I just felt to share this for some of you. The Father doesn't Enjoy watching us go through trials and hardships. It doesn't please him to see you go through pain, okay? This isn't what he's want. He's not a cruel guy. He's not sitting there going, Ah, oh, suffer, suffer. He's not he's not like that. He's actually, as you're weeping, he's weeping with you. He is weeping with you. As you are weeping to him, he's weeping back with you. He does this. He does this because he knows. That sometimes we have to go through a bit of hell to get to heaven, right? We have to go through the suffering to get the breakthrough. But know that there are better days ahead. Know he is with you. The verse I cling to is Romans 8.28. For I know God, I'll read it to you. It's my favourite verse. Because he is our morning star. Here's the light at the end of the tunnel. We know that all things work together for good, for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work good. All things, all things, all things in your family, all things in your job, all things in your marriage, all things with your children, they work to good. God is working them for good, because even when we don't see it, he's moving. He's working. He's working on your behalf. He's working on my behalf. He's just asking us to cling on to that. Just cling on to hope. Know that he is our morning star. Keep looking for him as you're crawling through that insulation, as you're getting splinters in your hand, as you're in 30 centimetres bit of space and you feel like you're running out of air. Look to hope. Look to Jesus. Look to your morning star. The beginning and the end, the alpha and the mega look to him and just as the music team comes back up i just yeah thanks mom <laughs> i just i just um i just ask you to stand just as a prophetic act just stand in faith just close your eyes lord i thank you that you are with us in the midst of everything life throws at us lord you are with us in the darkness. You are with us in the light. You are always there, Father. And I thank you, Jesus, that you are working in these people's life, Father because you are a good God, Jesus. Your plans for them are good, to give them a future and a hope, Lord. That is what you want for them, Jesus. That is what you are working for them, Father, Lord. And I pray that that hope would just sink fresh into them today, Lord. Let that, that be their mindset, Father. Let that, that be their go-to, Father. In their darkest nights, Lord, let them call out Romans eight twenty-eight, Jesus, and know that you are working all things together for their good, Jesus, because you love them, Father. You love them, Lord. I pray, Jesus, for a fresh revelation of our birthright, our God-given authority, Jesus, to know that we are your sons and you are, we are your daughters, Lord. And Father, with you, Jesus, we can stand against an army, Father. We can leap over our high mountains. Thank you, Lord. I just want to read to you a quick verse from Psalms. This was David at the end of his life. This is, this is his words of wisdom to you. We were talking about it with the kids, Emma and I, actually, last week. This is, this is it. This is his advice to you. He says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the say on the Lord. Wait. Wait on the Lord. He is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, you, Father. If you've gone through a bit of hardship with, um, I just get a sense with family, you're having trouble believing for lost sons and lost daughters who've turned away from the Lord. You've really battled with this for the last few weeks. I just ask that you'd come to the front. There's some people who want to pray with you you're just struggling knowing right now that God's got them because it's looking pretty dark right now I just ask you come to the front